0: Hello listeners, welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and joining me as always, my good friend, Patrick Anderson. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays.
0: Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to you all. And uh, that's relevant because, you know, the holidays are at the end of the year. Um, And uh, this is an end of the year themed Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, this is our songs of the year podcast, our top 10 songs of the year. Uh, so what we're going to do is each of us has picked out 15 songs. We're going to zip through the first five, treat them as honorable mentions more or less. And then once we get to our top 10, each of us has our own list and we're going to alternate, uh, and kind of give verifications as to why we love these songs so much And at the very end, after the podcast, uh, we'll make a playlist for both Spotify and Apple Music uh, in case you want to hear our choices for yourselves. And uh, if you want to find that playlist, feel free to follow at Will Brost or at Patrick Anderson on Twitter. Uh, You can see them in the episode description. Um, And while you're there, take a look at our uh, album of the year rankings that uh, we've been continuing on all month we've been counting down our top 50 albums of 2021 uh and uh yeah feel free to check those out share us your thoughts and um yeah did i forget anything patrick
1: no i think that's it enjoy the podcast i guess
0: yeah oh that's right i forgot about that part yeah (laughs) i hope you enjoy this next 90 minutes or whatever that you're about to listen to yeah there you go yeah (laughs) you're keeping the audience in mind i'm keeping ourselves in mind so yeah (laughs) um so yeah uh i'll i guess i'll start with just zipping through my uh honorable mentions if that's all right let's do it all right awesome uh and i ordered these if you didn't that's that's all right um but i got i
1: got ordered heck yeah don't worry i'm I'm on top of things
0: (laughs) (laughs) patrick woke up three minutes ago (laughs) just a little behind the curtain there yeah (laughs) I appreciate it. Um thanks for waking up to do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it was a tough one, but we made it happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's on us for doing this the the day after Christmas, you know. So, um, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um okay, my my uh, number 15 through 11. Uh number 15 is uh, Sloppy Jane with the song Jesus and Your Living Room Floor. It's a, you know, just a beautiful sprawling piano ballad that was recorded in a cave which only adds to the songs like feeling of intimacy uh number 14 is *Paranoid* with white ceiling uh, Nice. yeah 10 minutes of you know korean lo-fi shoegaze emo banger just great stuff uh number 13 dry cleaning with scratch card lanyard or a lanyard, but she says lanyard. I love it. Uh, so, you know, just a solid like post puck instrumental brought to even greater heights by Florence Shaw's, uh, just totally deadpan vocals. You know, she says do everything and feel nothing. And with her delivery, you totally buy that. Um, number 12, this was one where I didn't know which song to pick. Oh, and by the way, I only picked, like, I didn't want to pick multiple songs per artist, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but this was one I had a trouble picking a song. Uh, this is Wolf Alice, and the one I went with is How Can I Make It Okay?
1: Nice. Um,
0: yeah, I love this one. Just a relatively quiet synth pop song that, you know, it grows in energy and confidence and danceability as the song progresses. If you're like me, you'll end up screaming the chorus by the end of the song. And then number 11, always a treat when these three rappers collab. It's uh, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine, Hell on Earth Part 2. Just a classic Griselda grimy song worthy of its uh, Mob Deep inspired name. So that's uh, my honorable mentions this year.
1: Nice. Those are fantastic picks.
0: Yeah, thanks. And once again, like we've been saying all, you know, this has been a great year for music. A lot of, uh, I mean, I could have done 10 more honorable mentions. You may have some of them in your list. But, uh, yeah, it was really hard to pick this year.
1: Yeah, well, so far, luckily, we haven't repeated. Nice. There's always the goal at the end <laughs> of this. But
0: Shout out to Nick Cave Ghosting. <laughs> for... <laughs> right,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the closest that we've gotten, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Repeating. I
0: think I think there will be a repeat this year. That's just a guess, but, you know, we'll yeah. see.
1: We'll I'm see. a little nervous, but I think there might be, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Right now we're good though. So my honorable mention so far, number fifteen, we have Shushu Mm. and Grouper with a bottle of rum. Um so this comes from the Shushu album, but Grouper's featured on it. It's just a gorgeous track. Um and definitely the standout for that album. Um Japanese breakfast at number fourteen with paprika Mm, yes yeah had to to choose this one over b-sweet which b-sweet is a great track also but uh i love this intro track i think that it's amazing the production on it's fantastic and the lyricism on it is just really cool and interesting and very uh euphoric um 13 for those i love you stayed slash to live a little bit more of an obscure pick here, but uh, yeah, you, just real quick, for those I love is um, a project that was uh, written out of, uh, basically in honor of the frontman, I can't remember his name, the frontman's uh, friend who passed away. Mm. Um, and so this whole album is pointed directly towards that, like towards that grieving process, and, and but it uses dance production as a way to deal with it. And this second, the second track on the album, You Stayed Slash To Live, is uh, just the perfect example of the aesthetic that he's going for on here. And um, really, really somber, but also very joyful in a lot of ways, too. Um, nice. Number 12, "Halado Negro with Gemini and Leo. Uh, yeah, they're back. They're awesome. It's such a beautiful track. Uh, it's got a little bit more of a danceable quality to it. Love it. And then the last one in the honorable mentions is Wolf Alice. This mm. is where I started getting nervous. <laughs> but I chose the last man on earth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this just ascending meme. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about it. Absolutely, dude. That was,
0: uh, I almost picked that one too. I didn't know Shushu and Grouper collabed. That's,
1: feel yeah, like, that's interesting. Did shushu did uh features on every track of this latest album and grouper was one of them so naturally i was like holy shit
0: yeah right that's that's just a wild combination that's awesome yeah um yeah great picks great picks and uh you know you mentioned the one was obscure that's you know that's part of the fun of this dude so uh i've got one on here that is decidedly not obscure and uh you'll know what that is when we get to it yes Uh, but uh let's go into our top 10 um my number 10 is uh, JPEG Mafia with Hazard Duty Pay. Um, nice. JPEG Mafia is a super unique, I guess just unique, right? Super unique. Like, how can you get more unique than unique? You know what I mean? Like, you can't... JPEG
1: Mafia manages.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's a oh. fair point. <laughs> uh, he's an experimental hip-hop artist uh, who uh, likes to play with, like, many different sounds and formulas, but uh, Hazard Duty Pay is a showcase of my favorite version of JPEG Mafia, which is this hyper-aggressive rapper with just balls-to-the-wall energy. Uh, it's deceptively aggressive, though, at first, because it starts with this smooth R&B soul sample, uh, and that sample is the reason why <laughs> this won't make the Spotify Apple Music playlist. <laughs> uh, sam- oh, yeah. Yeah, sampling <laughs> issues cause this to not appear on the offline version, of um, JPEG Mafia's latest album called LP, but it is on the uh, online version, or maybe I have those backwards. Uh, You can find this song on the internet. You can't find it on Spotify. That's the point. Um, So yeah, with that sample, I was like, oh, maybe this is one of Peggy's calmer songs, but uh, that is not the case. He is rapping his ass off on this song Uh, He's mostly yelling, but he'll like switch up his volume here and there, which makes the song more dynamic and it doesn't kind of overstay its welcome in that regard because of the switching he does. Um, It's just like, I hope everyone who's remotely interested in experimental hip-hop checks this out because it won't be on our playlist. But uh, while you're going out of your way to check this out, (laughs) I would recommend watching the music video. Uh, my, my favorite comment on the YouTube music video is, uh, I'm impressed. This dude manages to find a shittier camera every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> and, uh, they're not wrong. So yeah, yeah, I was
1: going to say that's pretty
0: accurate. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're not awarding bonus points for videos. I just, I just like it though. Um, but it, it is a great song, great video. Uh, shout out to uh, JPEG mafia, the boy.
1: So that good. is awesome. Love him, yep. Nice work there, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my number ten is already been mentioned as an artist, but not this song Paranual. Hmm. I chose the intro track "Beautiful World." Oh, nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it just really perfectly encapsulates the feeling, and yeah, the just the general feeling of the album um there's quite a few other tracks on here like one that you mentioned that are really awesome um but i this one i just fell in love with i think that it's just a gorgeous track there's so much heart involved in this um the instrumentation is like so perfectly buzzy and lo-fi and the vocals are like a, a great blend of this dream pop deadpan and kind of the shoegaze production, where it's fallen behind the instrumentation. There's some emo involved in there too, like mm-hmm. um, American football style. Uh, to use an emo band that nobody's heard of, I guess. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah. This is a great album, and this track is just is awesome. It's like it's one of those things that just kind of, uh, it, it, there's this wistfulness to it that makes me feel very happy, mm. but also very, like, uh, solemn and somber in, in some ways, too. Um, the, the whole album has, like, this really cool write-up from the artist about how it's pretty much just about, like, aspiring for more and, you mm. know, being reminded of times when you're just alone in a dark room, wanting for more things like that things that like are pretty normal for most people to feel i would say but um and i'm i'm a sucker for those kind of things always and i think that like when it's when you put this much heart into it and this much passion it comes out it just comes out really well and i just love the general aesthetic of it too like there's definitely that uh that feeling of like ah i'm I'm not the one I can't do it, but then you like you just like get it together and you put out something that you like anyway hmm. um, I gotta love that it's 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 awesome and uh this is a a great track that represents that
0: great pick and uh you know it it's kind of to that, but you know it, it was a little. Uh, upsetting to me that, you know, Paranormal doesn't seem to like this album in retrospect. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of a shame because, I mean, both of us really enjoy it. um, And each of us put a song, a a different song on our top 15 songs of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, you know, shout out to Paranormal. Um, Speaking of American football-based emo, uh, my number nine is the song Trilingual from Really From. Uh, oh, nice yeah exa- exactly yeah so really from american football they have this like math rock emo yeah jazz blend uh and you know ma- they all of our picks are gonna be <laughs>
1: tied to american football in some way it
0: was hard because american football didn't release an album this year so we had to like go out of our way um So yeah, much of the lyrical content on this Really From album is about this band's identity. You know, there's like mixed race throughout the band. And uh, I I believe that, I don't know if this is true, but I believe the band and the album are named after the infamous like, where are you really from question, given how much of their uh, lyricism is about race and identity. Uh, Trilingual is uh, a song that features both primary vocalists. Uh, singing about their struggles with learning different languages uh, in order to communicate with their own families. Uh, so, not even trying to assimilate into a different culture, trying to assimilate into their own family's culture. Um, so, vocalist, and guitarist uh, Chris Lee Rodriguez is att- attempting to learn Spanish, and vocalist, keyboardist uh, Michi Tassi is attempting to learn Japanese. And so, the song is about the insecurities that come with trying to fit in with your own family, uh, in their case. So, English, Spanish, Japanese, trilingual. Uh, And this song gets bonus points for the clever title because it's trilingual, T R Y lingual, trying to learn a new lingual. Uh, So, I liked that. Uh, (laughs) The song itself, though, uh, sounds pretty great. Uh, It's uh, quiet and peaceful at the beginning uh, with some very classy horns, uh, but then it explodes into this like total jam. Uh, Both vocalists get an opportunity to shine, not only on their own, but an opportunity to shine together as well. Uh, Throughout the album and on this song especially, I really commend the band's chemistry. They know when to give the reins to the proper members of the band. Really good stuff from Really From, uh, so shout out to them.
1: Nice. Yeah, Great pick there. Yeah, I'm i glad them. that you liked that album so much. I didn't I didn't expect that actually.
0: Yeah, I think it's you know, I think it's one of the most underrated albums of the year. I saw it maybe on one other random Reddit users list, you know. But uh yeah, I think people should check it out, especially if they're into this little known emo band called American Football, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, right.
1: well that, now you've heard of them, so <laughs> Exactly. That's right. There you have it. <laughs> all right. Next one um, is adjacent to American football in not that many
0: ways
1: (laughs) i guess it's kind of it's very complex but uh that's pretty much it okay this this might be where we overlap on on a pick so fingers crossed that maybe you picked a different track but this one is too good to not put on my list it's spelling Mm. and it's boys at school oh that's a great one that's a great one yeah So man, yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's just such a like dramatic track, both like production wise, vocally, uh, lyrically, like it's, it's, it's so cinematic and it really brings you on the journey um, with spelling. And so she's talking a lot about on this album about basically being, maybe not, bullied at school necessarily but definitely treated as like an outcast is just isolated from the groups mm. um and kind of har- harboring a ton of resentment as she gets older against these kids that left her out and and it causes her all this anxiety and trying to figure out who she is as a person with you know no real support system as a child that that, that really sucks that's terrible for a kid mm-hmm. um that's kind of the focus on this track, which is really like that. That that, that to me already was like, oh god, like emotionally, just so uh, draining and resonated with me. Um, but uh, the production on this too is like mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, yeah, it's it, it, the it's like a seven and a half minute long track, and the second half of it just breaks up into a very slow build up. In, with synthesizers and strings and vocals and everything into just a whole whirlwind of gorgeous stuff um and the, uh, where the beginning of the track starts off with a fairly straightforward R&B feel you know even mm-hmm. though there is that distinct uh lavishness that spelling has um yeah it's it's just it's an awesome track the it's very captivating um spelling killed it there's again a couple other tracks on this album too that i probably could have considered but this one definitely stands out to me
0: yeah that's a fantastic song i love the uh the soaring guitars on that uh they have that kind of i don't know if you want to call it a solo but it it
1: was like blew my mind uh when i heard it yeah the instrument the way the instrumentation is used is like is perfect it's uh that drama Is really felt in pretty much every aspect of it. So
0: agreed. Uh, Good pick. My uh, number eight is related to American football, uh, the sport. In that, um, I've heard this song played on an ESPN commercial. So how's that? Okay. How's that for uh, yeah? How's that for a natural comparison? We're,
1: we're gonna we're gonna six degrees of separation our way through this whole <laughs> list. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, they're not
0: even gonna look at her playlist. Everyone's gonna search up American football. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: this is because there's no way they've heard of them
0: before. There's no way if they're listening to a music podcast. No, no way. Um, oh, no. So this is easily the most popular song on my entire list. I went with uh, "Family Ties." baby keem kendrick lamar
1: oh nice yeah
0: okay. I, I, I fucking love this song dude it's, Hell yeah it's been really successful and i'm i'm glad it has uh it's just a really fun hip-hop song with several beat switches to it uh great energy regardless of the beat at any particular time memorable performances especially you know like baby keem's performance really grew on me uh, I wasn't familiar with him before hearing this song, uh, but I became impressed. You know, it's not the most lyrical verse of all time, uh, but he has a lot of personality and charisma on his verse. And, you know, it's just so fun. But, of course, you know, this song is mostly on this list because of his, co- uh, his cousin, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm. It's just so great to hear Kendrick again, dude. Like, it's been almost almost five years yeah because yeah like spring 2017 was damn you know it's almost been five years since that uh, if you can believe it yeah time flies that's yeah so family ties is a nice reminder that he's frankly one of the best rappers of all time he absolutely crushed his part um and in a way that has been different than like his previous appearances you know it's like a new direction for kendrick too and he and he still crushed it so um yeah, shout out to Baby Keem and Kendrick. I think everyone's probably heard this track by now, but it's so fun. Uh, so shout or out at to least, them.
1: or at least heard the memes. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I this... almost
0: went with a uh, uh, Range Brothers just because of the memes, and my entire justification was me just saying, <laughs> you know, top of the morning, Rolly Gang, all of that. I was yeah, just gonna do yeah. all
1: that, but oh man, <laughs> should have done it. So yeah, shout Thanks. out to them. Great pick there. Yeah, I I love it. I was wondering if uh, if a pick like that was gonna end up making one of our lists, like a, a super popular song.
0: Yeah, because like yeah. Blinding Lights made it super high on mine last year, and I was like, yeah. So yeah, you know, every now and then there's one song that's a just undeniable. So
1: Montero was like, I, I almost put Montero looking, too. It was looking around, but I, it just didn't quite make yeah, it. I yeah. almost
0: put Montero as well. That song is great.
1: Yeah, nice. All right, uh, my pick is you know there's american football (laughs) and then there's english football correct okay and this one is closer to the latter in that the band is english
0: i guess okay okay very nice yeah so you just really just said well american there's other places that aren't american this is one of those bands that's well (laughs) you know
1: i'm a worldly person (laughs) I, I understand these things. <laughs> oh boy! Yep. <laughs> um, okay. It, it's uh, it's squid. Oh, nice! Heck yes. Squid? squid. Squid is English, right? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: UK. Yeah. Or UK was, at yeah. least. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. UK artists. I was like, I was like, I'm, I could be wrong here. Maybe they're <laughs> they're just American. Sure, but <laughs> yeah. <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Or maybe they're just putting on an accent. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would be a tough one.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what accent he has, frankly. But
1: Yeah. All right, anyway, Squid. Uh, and the track is Narrator. Yeah, very good. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, man. Uh, to me, was the clear standout. But once again, another album that I think you could have just like picked a couple of them and made a case for it, because... They do a great job of making very compelling tracks all across the album. But, um, yeah, another really pretty long track, but you don't really feel the time because of the progression of it. The the break in the instrumentation halfway through and the way that it just builds up slowly with this, I'll play mine, I'll play mine. mine. Yeah. (laughs) And it slowly, slowly, slowly builds up into one of the most cathartic... um, one of the most cathartic moments on pretty much any track that I've heard this year. Mm. And you're just screaming your brains out, uh, by the end of the track. And, uh, yeah, that, that is honestly like one of the biggest reasons that it made this list too. Yeah. Because that ending is the instrumentation and the, uh, the performance in general is really great. But that ending part of that is like amazing. It's, 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 kind of executed flawlessly um so that that's that's the biggest reason honestly why, why it made this because i was yeah. like holy shit the first time i heard it and it still holds up today um yeah the, it, it's it's just an awesome track that i can't really say enough about the instrumentation it's just kind of crazy like it's just it's so layered and so dense and um this is uh, i think that this is definitely your scene too so mm-hmm. um i think i have said this before in my review spoiler of squid's album for mm-hmm. the uh album or for our albums list like this just goes to show how well executed these guys are because uh, i i like this scene i think it's great but this one definitely crossed over from, uh to me as something where i'm like yeah you can't deny how real, how good this is very nice so uh, oh, yeah. yeah shout out to squid for real god yes
0: shout out to squid and yeah this windmill scene you know i love it it's right up my alley and i like a lot of the bands uh that are in it and uh you know i'm not gonna spoil you know which windmill scene album i preferred you can follow my twitter for that but uh the uh, the squid i think is the most fun band in in that entire scene. It's just like, I listen to it and I'm just like screaming as I'm, you know, singing along and like smile on my face. It's just, and especially narrator, just like you said, just screaming along to it. So
1: cathartic. It's, it's great. I think real quick, the one, one thing that I really like about this is that like squid, while they definitely like take themselves seriously, uh, in some ways, like this very carefully crafted album, Mm -hmm. they don't take themselves too seriously, in other ways, if that makes sense. You're right. Uh, right. And I think that that's why it, like, really... I don't know. I think that's why it, it really stuck with me this year, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very good pick. I love it. Um, Thanks. My number seven, I'm just going to drop the American football thing. I, yeah, I don't it was have, getting a little stale. I, I don't have one for this. One is the main thing. Uh, so this is uh, Genesis Owusu with The Other Black Dog.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. A great song. With a great concept that fits into the album's overarching concept uh genesis Owusu. Uh, this is his debut album smiling with no teeth uh it's about two metaphorical black dogs you know one represents racism and the other represents depression and this song the other black dog is primarily about that second one you know the dog representing mental illness uh depression um, just kind of internal turmoil uh it's about that dog chasing him wherever he goes. He can't seem to escape that depression no matter how hard he tries. As he says in the song's intro, it's I really like, he says, uh, who's the pet and who's the teacher? You know? Um, Genesis Owusu, he kind of feels as like this dog has complete control over him. Uh, so, you know... And now, you know, because you've heard this album, but I remember when I recommended this, I was like, you know, all of this sounds pretty heady and thought-provoking, but it, the, the underrated thing is that this album is a total fucking blast. Like, it's such a fun album. And this song is an, another fine example of that. It's uh, so charismatic. Uh, he has he just oozes charisma. Um, this song is super catchy. It's fast-paced. Uh, it, it's But it's also kind of like, and pulsating because, again, it's kind of matching this idea that a dog is chasing him this entire song. Um, so it's a little peculiar by hip-hop standards, um, but that doesn't mean it's inaccessible. It's far from that, in my opinion. Uh, I could just kind of play this one at any time, and uh, I would recommend the entire album uh, to anyone um, because it's, just, it's one of those albums that has a song for everybody. Uh, and this is the one that stuck with me the most throughout the year. Um, so shout out to uh, Genesis Owusu. Great pick. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love this song. I love it. And nice. you know, th- I don't know if I said this, but like this album, this song even, like it didn't really click with me the first time. I had to like come back to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of love it all the more because of that. So um,
1: yeah. I'll say I think that song was uh, one of the one of the ones that actually did stick with me the Mm. first time but i had to give it a couple listens to the the album but that's that's just saying i think how great of a song that that choice is yeah yeah it's so it's so good
0: um nice what's your
1: number seven all right my number seven is an artist that we know and love podcast favorite Mm. backwash Mm. and it's the title track from her new album I lie here buried with my rings and my dresses. Nice. Are you going
0: to scream? Are you going to do it? All right.
1: Ready? No. I can't. <laughs> yeah.
0: too, too early. For Just that. woke up. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: That'll ruin ruin the rest of the day for my vocal cords. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, the screaming on this yeah. is amazing. Mm. Like, from Ada Rook, it's, it's some of the best screaming that uh that yeah on the on this whole list and and from the from this whole year like it's so dynamic and intense and visceral it's just whew, like it mm-hmm. gives me chills um, production on this song is amazing uh, Backwash's delivery is as always awesome it's fantastic her lyricism is very dense and it's a really tough song too like it has to do a lot with uh her mental health and basically not being able to go back to a place that where she grew up in because of religious trauma or mm. um just being yeah being totally like just just basically having a totally different life than what the place that you grew up in is accepting of or you know you're just not agreeing with the, with the way that they do things anymore, um, and the toll that that can have on your mental health. Um, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great track. Backwash is really great at taking these abstract concepts and yeah, really laying it out into uh, into ways that you can understand, and just have it has really complex and really visceral raw energy to it too. Um, she's awesome. I'm, I'm such a fan. This album is once again great, and this song is once again really awesome. This is the second year that she's made a uh, made our, or yeah, made our uh, our top songs of the year too. So yeah,
0: I think uh, Backwash's like greatest strength as a songwriter is you know she has these this abstract kind of harsh abrasive sound, and song topics that are you know kind of you know that they're hard hitting and uh you know kind of mm-hmm. tough to di- digest but she makes it strangely accessible like it's easier mm-hmm. to get into than you would think it is based off of that description
1: and uh i, I- think it's because she puts so much focus in on it sounding like just awesome yeah you know like yeah like just like you can vibe to it, I guess. You know, yeah, for in, sure, in in yeah. some way or another, and uh, like, I think that that's like a really great way to handle it. Because at a certain point, if you're if you're really digging the track, you're gonna end up like digging into the lyrics of it. Um, I think that yeah, yeah. I think that that's that might be why she's so successful in creating tracks like this that are super hard hitting, but also just like fucking bangers
0: yeah no totally agreed um number six is a a repeat artist um or my number six is at least and i went with squid here okay so i could have picked like you said i could have picked like several different songs uh for this squid spot i could have picked gsk or Mm -hmm. pamphlets or narrator Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah so different song uh ultimately i went with paddling uh that's (laughs) uh the one that's been probably my favorite this entire year i according to spotify i listen to gsk more but this is the one i think is kind of the one of the most interesting songs on here um nice yeah it's a it's a song that kind of i think is one of the best examples best exemplifies i guess why i loved bright greenfield so much um Paddling, you know, like many other songs on here keeps the listener on the edge of their seat Uh, Just kind of when you get to start uh, when you start to get comfortable rather uh, with one particular direction It just whips you in a whole different direction Uh, And the way they structure that idea here is super interesting to me. Uh, They have sort of like two Dueling musical patterns. I guess you can call them pattern a and pattern B Uh, So the structure is like A, B, A, B, uh, but each iteration of pattern A is like an evolution of the previous iteration in terms of complexity and tempo. So it gets a little more complex each time it comes back, it gets faster, uh, and the same could be said for pattern B. So these are alternating patterns that are only growing in intensity and speed and complexity throughout. Um, And just when you're used to that idea, just when you kind of pick up on that's how they're doing it, uh, in comes Pattern C, which is just this solid, nice post-punk section to end the track. Mm. Um, You know, like I said, uh, when you talked about Squid, their particular brand of this new wave post-punk is always exciting uh, throughout the entire record. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just happen to think it's at its best on paddling, barely, but you know that's the one I ended up going with. So uh, yeah, shout out to Squid love him
1: nice pick that's awesome yeah I love that love that song so much and we narrowly missed the right. repeat too. no
0: repeat so far with only 11 songs to go so yeah. uh, it was oh, halfway through the list we'll see what happens yeah.
1: so yeah this is usually when it starts happening too yeah that's exactly right we're gonna have the same number one uh, yeah that would be that would be shocking that would be something given my number one it would be shocking yes yeah. all right all right my, my number six, awesome pick, by the way. Thank you. Uh, my number six is also an awesome pick, if Ooh. I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's Low mm. with Days Like These. Decent pick. No, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the more popular indie songs, I think, that have been kind of making, it, making its way around this year. Mm-hmm um low just totally uh doubling down on the crazy distorted sound that they had on double negative um i think that this is one of the best or or, well no i think that this is the best example of what they're the production wise trying to go for on this new album too it totally encapsulates that old style of low of that slow core indie folky kind of sound um and this new idea of basically harsh noise and distortion and this like weird clipping sounds uh, kind of messing up everything. It, it it blends those two things together really, really well. Um, and the lyricism is great and upsetting and mm-hmm. um, very reflective. Basically... Yeah, uh, just talking about how, yeah, you think you've seen a lot, and then you find that we're living in the time that we're living in, in days like these, in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. uh, during just a what the hell is going on time period. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it's a very sobering song in a lot of ways and it's but it's it's great they they do such a good job of kind of breaking down that semi apocalyptic feeling um, and i I think that the, this kind of stuff, when it's done right, is just it it's it's fantastic. I'm expecting that we're gonna have plenty of artists make great and probably terrible representations <laughs> of what the past couple of years have been like. <laughs> Um, but this is this is one of them that I was like, yeah, okay. They, they totally nailed it. Like, um, And I think the choice of production by basically drowning everything out by the uh, second half of it in harsh noise and then kind of bringing it back with really beautiful ambience afterwards. Uh, really awesome choice. I, I want to believe that they're saying that there's still hope at the end of at the end of this um i certainly hold on to that and think so but Mm -hmm. uh yeah sometimes it's really hard to really hard to actually think that but um right this uh this song is is just awesome
0: yeah love the clash of like beautiful harmony vocals and then just like the explosion of all sorts of noise you know i i just i love that as like an idea and um yeah shout out to shout out to low i think that song was like number it was top five on fantano's list i think too so yeah
1: i think you're right it's definitely been one of those that like uh everybody seems to have something to say about it
0: yeah which is good i you know in a way low is more popular than ever in some ways and i think that's pretty great
1: yeah gotta love that yeah um great pick
0: and uh now we're at our top five Top five, top five, top top five, top five. Uh, <laughs> Every smoke, year, <laughs> smoking on top fives. Uh, number five, repeat artist spelling. Here we go. And did I go with it? This could be it. I went with the title track, Turning oh, Wheel. Yeah. Nice. So Turning Wheel is the song and the and the album. Uh, it's the title track from uh, yeah Spelling's latest album, and you know, holy shit, uh, ascending meme. Uh, yeah. Like you said about Last Man on Earth uh, by Wolf Alice. This is just stunning. It's a beautiful piano ballad turned piano and strings ballad uh, about a call for peace. You know, you watch the video too, and it's just, it's all super lovely and serene and majestic and enchanting and whatever adjective you want to use. Um, But what brings the song to the next level are spellings, vocals. You know, her voice is gorgeous and full of personality most times you only get one of those but she's both um so yeah this is a straightforward ascending meme track uh it's chill inducing uh especially once like the backing vocals come in on the chorus um you know lay down all your i love it i i remember like when i first listened to this album i finished the album because that's what i do uh, when I first listened to an album and then I immediately went back to this track and replayed it like 20 different times. Um, so I mean, it's, it's a little out there, I guess, but I think it's a song that just about anyone who's listening to a music podcast can Mm -hmm. appreciate. So, uh, like you said, I could have gone boys at school. I could have gone like little deer or always Mm -hmm. or revolution. There's just so many, uh, I love uh, Emperor with an Egg as well. The yep. Emperor. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Got> it. Perfect. It's <laughs> pretty good. I've been working on my spelling. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about, about that one. It's just probably the most beautiful song I've heard this year. Um, so yeah, shout out to Spelling.
1: Fantastic pick.
0: Yep. Yep. Love it.
1: This, yeah so far so good also yeah
0: and now we know like okay squid and spelling that's not going to be the culprit uh so we'll see yeah. we'll see maybe maybe this next one will be the culprit oh god oh man i don't like this <laughs> there's realistically only one other one it's actually my next yeah. one that i think you may have we'll see once we get past yep. my number four i think we're in the clear but you know we'll all see. right
1: yeah the, this next one i would be very shocked if you had oh boy this is The Body. Oh! No, okay. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Now that would be... be a, something. ...a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, God damn, all right? I mean, I'm glad you liked it that much. <laughs> I've just been keeping my love uh, from you yeah. this entire year for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that I'm a huge <laughs> The Body fan, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is The Body with... this. The city is shelled. Hmm. Uh, from their new album, I've Seen All I Need to See. Uh, shout out to The Body for putting out one of their best albums yet this year, and this song being one of their most accessible songs, potentially. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, it's hard to say with, with these guys. They're one of <laughs> the heaviest, heaviest, mm-hmm. heaviest groups out there right now, um, and one of the most like innovative and just fascinating metal and heavy music is really, I guess the only way to describe them <laughs> uh, acts out there too. And uh, the city of shelled is a great example. If you haven't listened to the body, just a, a great way to kind of wet your feet and get into them. Um, it's super apocalyptic, very Dark and twisted and scary in a lot of ways, um, just like you should expect most tracks from the body to be. Um, but there's also these production elements to it that are just so like satisfying in a way. Hmm. Um, they just the way that they do noise and. Uh, the way they texture with their synthesizers and and everything is just, for some reason, for me it gives me like just brain tingles. I'm just like I, I love it, um, but uh, it doesn't take away from the darkness of it either. It's just uh, it's just an added bonus I think, um, and uh, and then halfway through the instrumentation on here because most of it is just very dark heavy slog through a uh, very staticky world um and halfway through the instrumentation kind of breaks up into more of a traditional black metal screaming which is not normally heard on the body album there's usually a very scary high-pitched kind of uh yeah uh, just very terrifying scream that's happening in the background Mm. from uh, chip king um so halfway through here the instrumentation breaks up Black metal screaming is happening, and it's like a a more progressive, uh, just uh, a a more progressive melody on through the end of it. That makes that feels like kind of a badass movie sequence, almost Hmm. like Hmm. things are exploding all around you, and you're walking away. Um, But knowing the you know that it's the body, you might be walking away from your house exploded or something like that <laughs> this is not a good thing like it's it looks badass maybe to somebody else but it's actually very very upsetting that's kind of how i think i've visualized it that's great uh, yeah it's it's awesome i i it's hard to recommend the body because they are uh, they are very much an acquired taste i would say um, but I'm such a big fan of these guys. I think that they they have done so much for the metal genre, and I think the song is just one of the best that they've ever put out. Um, it's awesome. So nice. check it out.
0: Yeah, I feel like you've been carrying the torch for the body over the past couple of years. I think that's awesome. Like, Yeah, I, I, I've, I yeah. mean,
1: I, 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 they're extremely divisive, I would, and mm. I totally understand that. But, yeah, for some reason, they've just totally clicked with me. So. Okay.
0: Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard that song, but you know, I'm going to be listening to this playlist too. So, uh, I am I'm excited to check it out. We'll have to see what you what you think. There you go. We'll have a separate podcast that's my live reaction. This is, you mm-hmm. know, have one of those kind of cringy youtube videos
1: yeah but we're doing it on in a podcast for
0: yeah 30 year old reacts to the body
1: (laughs) (laughs) what will happen next (laughs) that that's what the kids want to see. (laughs) um gosh that's great
0: uh I, i don't know how to transition from that to like what i'm about to talk about um this is one my number four this is again like i said the last one where i'm like it's, mm-hmm. it's possible that you have this song. I think mm-hmm. you may have this artist. Um, we both loved this album, but I'm going with Injury Reserve um, mm. with the song Knees. Knees. Nice. Yeah, so uh, By the Time I Get to Phoenix is by far Injury Reserve's least accessible album to date. Uh, but Knees is the most accessible song on this record, technically like it's still a total Mm oddball, but of the tracks here it is the most accessible one uh i mean this is a song that doesn't really have a hook it has verses that have like a strange rhythm he's almost just i guess richie and and grog's are just kind of i guess they're rapping kind of you know it's one of these it's a weird song but uh it's not as abrasive Mm -hmm. as many of the other songs on here uh even though the instrumental is centered around a black midi sample um so yeah it's catchy and accessible by this album standards but not by any other standards yeah uh i love it uh and i love the content of this song um you know it's about aging uh 30 year old reacts to injury reserve Uh, (laughs) yes it's, (laughs) it's it's about aging it's about not only literally physically growing but also can be interpreted as a song about feeling pain in general, but not growing from it. You know, the lyric is, uh, you know, my knees hurt me when I grow, and that's a tough pill to swallow because I'm not getting taller. So, you know, he's not, he's he's aging, but he's not really reaping the benefits of that. And it's existential uh, and depressing in that regard. And, you know, there's mentions of alcoholism as well, uh, you know, just kind of a really somber track in, in many ways. Um, and part of that can be explained by the tragic passing of member uh, Stepa J. Groggs uh, mm. uh, shortly before this album was released. Um, he makes an appearance here, uh, and it's a very good one. Um, I hate to come back to music videos time and time again, because this list isn't about that, at least consciously. Maybe subconsciously it's playing into my rankings a little bit. But have mm-hmm. you seen the music video to this song? I haven't, actually. It's, it's a lovely tribute to Grogs. So it's a... Uh, oh awesome yeah so injury reserve was a trio uh this is probably their last album because of uh, the passing of grogs um but the music video for knees features the two remaining members sitting on just an empty stage with their heads down the entire time like for the entire five minute song their heads are down uh they're not moving they're not doing anything and the camera is positioned in such a way and the camera doesn't move either uh, it's positioned in such a way that like, you know, a third member should be sitting up there because otherwise it wouldn't be centered properly. You would be like, wait, why are they not oh. focused on these two? Uh, yeah. And so and that's because a third member, you know, should be sitting with them. Um, and, you know, the song, you know, so when the guitar strums, the black mini yep. sample, every time it does that, the stage lights shine so bright that you it casts a silhouette on the two remaining members. But then during Groggs's verse, you can see his silhouette as well when they do that. Uh, so it's honestly pretty moving and just really cool. Yeah, it's super yeah. super creative, and honestly, yeah, just a really nice tribute. Uh, they didn't make the music video anything more than like a tribute. You know, they this is a very artistic album uh, with a lot of like it's very maximal in its decision making. You know, there's a lot of ideas being thrown here. This. What they wanted to do with this video was just you know a simple idea because the purpose is to give tribute and uh so yeah great video which again i mean i love this song without the video i actually saw the video like a couple months after this album came out um but yeah great album great song great video great band or group or what have you so yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to injury reserve and uh rest in peace grugs
1: yeah definitely yeah Yeah, that's awesome yeah i didn't know that about the music video that is just yeah i'll I'll
0: send it to you after this but uh, yeah i would recommend everyone checking that out for sure tear jerking for sure i was like oh my god like i didn't expect that i i guess it's a slight spoiler but you know who cares yeah
1: yeah. well yeah yeah Yeah. music video spoilers are i don't think are totally (laughs) (laughs) right especially for (laughs)
0: something like that you know
1: yeah yeah so um but yeah all right Yeah. Okay. So moving on to my number four. Awesome pick there. Mm. Um, We're kind of continuing with some uh, emotional, a little darker, more depressive stuff with number four here. Um, Panopticon Mm. with dead loons. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, this is another one that I'm, you know, mean that I've heard this one or. heard of it but panopticon is another awesome awesome band based out of kentucky Mm. black metal Mm -hmm. uh folky type of instrumentation is usually what you can expect uh this one continues that and dead loons has both of those elements of it in their most raw forms um so it starts off with it's a pretty long track there's two different well actually i guess three different parts to it but two main distinct parts to it and the first part uh begins with just a very traditional folky sort of bluegrassy, kentucky sounding um guitar passage that is definitely melancholy and definitely um a little bit a little bit sad but there's the sunniness to it that is very hopeful and peaceful and it's really nice and uh yeah the Playing on on the first half of it is just fantastic. It totally rubs me in right away. Um, And then it just breaks into a very raw, dark, uh, black metal passage that is Mm. very emotionally charged. And the album itself is... Panopticon, uh, in general, likes to write about... uh, likes to channel emotion uh into their black metal and use that as kind of the the uh yeah the starting point the fire of it i guess i would say which is awesome i think that's a really cool way to do it and a very cathartic and therapeutic way to handle black metal also Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's awesome and uh this album deals a lot with the emotions that you know no surprise came after being in lockdown for mm. as long as we've been and then the, watching the world kind of shape, sh- shift into this you know this world that is kind of confusing in a lot of ways um, so yeah it's very it it's it's pretty over the top with the emotion but definitely understandably so um, yeah so it, it breaks into a, a really dark black metal passage um but ultimately ends up uh leaving on very peaceful uh very hopeful note and then transitions into the next track this track kind of perfectly encapsulates uh the feeling of the rest of the album which i love i think i gave it a nine out of ten on one of our mm-hmm. quarterly reviews um it's it's an amazing album Um, And I think that this track totally encapsulates all those feelings really well, Uh, and it's the second track on the album, so it kicks you off on a on a fantastic note.
0: Very nice pick. I I think I'll just have to check out more like folkier, you know, black metal
1: uh, next year. It's Uh, cool. I think that it's something that uh, would be a good way to to get into black metal because it totally makes sense. I mean, Mm -hmm. folk folk music and black metal have a really great the pairing to them they're you know it's (laughs) and it adds a lot of texture and uh yeah it makes it a little bit more palatable in some ways too
0: yeah yeah maybe it's a nice like yeah to kind of get you in um Mm -hmm. so nice very nice pick um number three kind of getting away maybe a happier song uh i'm just kidding actually it's called kill me is the song It's, okay. by, uh, it's by Indigo D'Souza Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, sorry <laughs> uh, This is how you close an album, in my opinion uh, Yeah, Kill Me uh, by Indigo D'Souza You know, one thing I love about this album in general And I should say the album is called um, Any Shape You Take Is that there is this balance between kind of beauty and edge You know, it's, it's pop, but it's also grungy And uh, this song's a great example of that Uh, It starts off as a a casual, kind of pretty indie song with vocals that are kind of reminiscent of like a twee pop artist, like a Frankie Cosmos, or maybe like an Adrian Lenker of uh, Big Thief fame. Um, But the the song builds and builds throughout until the very end, uh, which is maybe my favorite single minute of music for 2021. Uh, At this point, you know, these lovely vocals suddenly become, like, chaotic, screamed. There's layered vocals that are also screaming in ways that are different from the main vocals. It's very Will Toledo car seat headrest. Uh, It's pure catharsis. I absolutely love the energy. I love the release of emotion. Uh, which is great because, you know, I was joking earlier, uh, you know, kind of black humor there, but this song really is yeah, yeah depressing lyrically. Uh, yeah. You know, the final climax is, you know, it's uh, the climax, like the part that I'm like, oh, this is the shit. It's, uh, you know, kill me and clean up. And when they ask you where I am, tell them that I was all done. Tell them that I wasn't having much fun. And uh, oh yeah, it's it's pretty dark. And yeah. it's, it's deceptively not, again, because it's like, it, this is like an indie song. You know, this isn't, it's heavy but it doesn't have that like metal heaviness behind it you right know? yeah um it's, but this is i mean this is a song i would listen to in the shower sometimes just because i love it you know i just want my roommates and everyone to know i'm okay if you catch me listening to this in the shower uh right. it's just an awesome song so uh you know i i really liked this album and one reason i did is because you know there were very few misses it was just solid i think throughout but i thought this one was clear clearly the best song on here um, so yeah, shout out to uh, Indigo De Souza.
1: That awesome pick. That's
0: yeah, awesome. really good, really good stuff there.
1: My next pick, number three, top three here, um, is a is it is actually a bit more of a uh, a happier pick. Nice. I would okay. Say. Nice. Um, actually, a hundred percent a happier pick. What am I talking about? This is a a, a super cathartic, super like get yourself out of out of bed and go do stuff type of song both in its lyrics and in the production um war on drugs Mm. i don't live here anymore Mm. title track for their new album yes um war on drugs i have talked about them like all all i talk about them so much i feel like on this podcast but man they they just they kill it they're they're so awesome they're so consistent, and song-wise, they on each album, they at least manage to put out like one or two songs that I'm like, oh, these are amazing. Like mm-hmm. I listen to them all the time. They're really great for yeah, getting literally getting me out of bed and getting me in that mode of like doing stuff and feeling good and um, feeling like you're you're in it with other people and stuff. Like they're mm-hmm. they're so good at capturing that feeling of uh relating to the listener and then also just motivating being like come on we got this that kind of 80s grit basically Mm -hmm. um and that's like very much reflected on here too the 80s grit I, i definitely used uh because it's super super 80s they've leaned pretty hard into that feeling on this uh album and especially on this song this straight up sounds like it could be at like the end of like the breakfast club or like 16 candles or something like that. Something where you're like, yeah, everybody's yeah. They're doing it like that kind of freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like jumping up on the football field. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, Oh my God, it's so great. And the chorus on this is just fantastic. It's got me like totally belting it out. Um, yeah I, I i just i get chills from this it's uh it's very wholesome in a lot of ways and uh i think just it's so well crafted just a total anthem uh, yeah i love it there's not really much else to say about it
0: yeah that's uh i gotta love that song it's um it's just one that again like when that album came out i had like a two-hour drive the next day and, mm-hmm. I mean, War on Drugs is perfect for you have a two-hour drive. And, oh, uh, yeah. God, I just kept replaying
1: that song over and over again, singing along. It's such a good one. Hell, yeah. Driving with War on Drugs is is fantastic.
0: Yeah, Mount Rushmore of, like, driving bands. Yeah. It's, like, mm-hmm. them, uh, like, Arcade Fire, Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen, and, you know, whoever else. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you yeah, want Yeah, right that there.
1: Heartland Rock
0: style. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. God, that's a great pick uh so that was your number three nice okay awesome uh i'm at number two and Mm -hmm. uh i had a hard time deciding between this and my number one but you know the more i've looked into it the more I i feel confident about it so i'm okay with this at number two um black country new road uh with the instrumental that kicks off the album
1: oh nice yeah so it's it, awesome
0: if it, so it feels a little disrespectful to, to suggest <laughs> that my favorite song on the black country new road album is the one that doesn't feature the vocalist right um i love isaac wood's vocals for sure because this is one of my favorite albums of the year and if i didn't love his vocals then you know i wouldn't like the album really um but The instrumental, and it's called instrumental, I should say, Mm -hmm. uh, just happens to be my favorite song on here. Um, It's honestly a damn near perfect instrumental. Uh, Like, I really don't have much criticism for it. I love the drum pattern at the very beginning. Uh, I love how all of the other instruments join in one by one. Uh, You know, we have guitars, uh, bass, saxophones, strings. Uh, This song is a mix of, like, You know, it's in that windmill scene, right? But their version is, like, post-punk, post-rock, jazz, and, like, on this song and The Closer uh, on that same album, uh, klezmer music, you know, like a Jewish dance music. Uh, It's an interesting blend of all of those styles. It's a lot of fun. It's well-arranged, and it's epic. Uh, Your brother, Richard, actually said it well. He said it sounds like a James Bond theme. And I'm like, you know what? kind of have to agree yeah Yeah. other other than like there is no Adele or Chris Cornell singing over it yeah it's it has that feel to it so yeah shout out to Richard uh I don't don't yeah I don't have a ton else to say about you know content because this is an instrumental uh but it is a damn great one and it, it was a year in which I listened to this album isn't instrumental Uh, This is the only song on the album that is instrumental, but I listened to a lot of instrumental music this year, whether it's Floating Points, uh, the Pharoah Sanders London Symphony Orchestra, you know, or the Wild Up rendition of uh, Julius Eastman or the Bad Bad Not Good album uh, Mm -hmm. or um, the, well, I guess the grouper isn't entirely ambient, not this time around. But, you know, I listened to a lot of uh, (laughs) instrumental records this time. Uh, nice. and i i wonder if that's just a, a taste change or if this year was just particularly good for instrumental music but uh this is the one that wins out uh so shout out to a uh, black country new road
1: nice work that's awesome yeah yeah love it i was i was expecting them but that's a that's a great pick
0: well and the other thing is like i mean this is my favorite song on the record but there's only six songs and two of them I kind of would have felt cheap because, like, Sunglasses in Athens, France came out, I believe, in 2019. So I'm really kind of oh, pushing see, yeah. our, you know, typically our rule is if it's on a, 2020, a 2021 album or if it's a single released in 2021, it's eligible. But right. if it was released in 2019, I'm, that's kind of pushing it a little bit for me.
1: Um, yeah, dang, that's a long time. a I long time. I didn't realize time. it was, yeah. It's, it's
0: a long time. I still prefer instrumental to those two songs, but uh yeah i mean i, I fucking love sunglasses in, in athens france as well
1: yeah nice so great yeah. pick there yeah awesome all right uh my number two here is from an artist that is just is is in a group of artists that has been getting tons of love and i think she deserves just as much as the other two, mm-hmm. okay. Julian Baker. Yeah, nice. Yeah, with Hardline. Mm. This is uh, also the intro track to. her oh, album. Yeah. a lot of intro tracks actually on my, on my list this year, which is which is great. I, I love a good intro or outro. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, and I guess I got Last Man. Well, I guess that's not totally an outro, but yeah, yeah. Not anyway, quite. but um. Hardline is uh, oh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Julian Baker is such a good singer. Um, her vocal delivery is just so cathartic and real and uh, very very visceral. You can just totally feel all the emotion in her uh, in her vocals and her lyricism is also just fantastic. Um, I think that she might. The the group that I'm talking about obviously is Boy Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been tied in heavily with uh, Lucy Dacus and Phoebe Bridgers, um, and they have very similar styles of music on their own too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Phoebe Bridgers is an amazing lyricist too. But I think Julian Baker might take the might. Uh, I don't know. She can definitely compete on a consistency level for her lyricism hmm. uh, is when she nails it, she absolutely nails it. Um, I think that, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, there's one particular lyric on here. Uh, well, first of all, giving some context on, on the subject matter on this song. Um, it's basically about substance abuse, which is a, a huge uh, subject that comes through on multiple tracks on this album. Uh, julian baker's talking about her own substance abuse and also talking about it in the context of re-entering a new relationship and how hard that makes it for both her and the person involved in the relationship um and it's just so raw and very visually you can yeah very visually stimulating um that it's pretty upsetting uh but the there's this <laughs> instrumental break uh that kind of serves as the chorus that is just so cathartic and so Hmm. uh it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful instrumental break um and it really like bookends the verses just totally well and helps to kind of uh highlight the the message behind them uh but she's got one or she's got a couple of these so i'll 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 read a couple of lyrics here that i think are really awesome so One of these is, uh, I'm telling my own fortune something I can't escape. I can see where this is going, but I can't find the break,
0: mm.
1: which is just like, oh, it makes me want to cry. Right. It, it, no, for that. sure. Um, and then the next one that I have is, uh, it's not so cut and dry. Oh, it isn't black and white, but what if it's all black baby all the time? Hmm. Um, yeah so totally just uh she she does such a good job of uh the i I called them tattoo worthy lyrics nice yeah uh where you they're yeah they're those type of lyrics that you could see somebody getting tattooed onto them but they're like they're great lyrics they're they're great little sound bites that totally encapsulate what she's talking about with substance abuse and depression being tied into that um and uh, yeah, Julian Baker is awesome. I uh, I love her. She's yeah, awesome. I
0: love that pick. And it, kind of like the body, another artist you've been championing over the years, and I, I think that's I think that's great. Yeah. She's had more acclaim, I guess, or more popularity than the body, but, you know still, I yeah. think you know, She's
1: definitely it, not as divisive for I sure for say. for sure.
0: yeah. but I mean, you know, especially after, uh, Punisher, you know. I she, think, I'll, yeah. You know, I think
1: she gets some like understandable comparisons to Phoebe Bridgers, but uh, I think that it it does her a bit of a disservice because she is pretty different in her. In her yeah, own way.
0: for sure. And it's not like I'm comparing like Indigo to Sousa to Phoebe Bridgers. I'm not comparing every artist to Phoebe Bridgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It, it it's a little unfortunate, but um, yeah. We no. do that for American football. That's. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I had to close the loop on that. Bit. There it is. There it is. Well done. What a nice, in uh, Christmas themed tie, you know, ties a, a ribbon on it, you know, puts a bow, <laughs> puts a nice bow on that bit. Well done. And uh, just in time for our number ones.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: um, holy shit, Patrick. Uh, not only is this actually like a, a a really, you know, like a lively, colorful song um Mm -hmm. to kind of close it out and kind of end my list on some optimism but holy shit i can't believe i'm doing this patrick my number one song of 2021 is a ska song oh my god yeah i'm doing it (laughs) it is ohio pork pie by jeff rosenstock i swear i was like i looked at it and i'm like you know what it has to be it has to be it's an awesome song I play it all the time I think it's genuinely unironically great it's also ironically great and that's what makes (laughs) that's what makes Jeff Rosenstock perfect
1: yeah (laughs) oh
0: he's so good Ohio Pork Pie is one of the brilliant ska renditions on uh, Jeff Rosenstock's album Ska Dream a track for track ska remake of his uh, power pop album No Dream from last year which, uh, I mean, that was in my top 10 albums from last year, and I think Sky Dream was an improvement on that, so, you know, stay tuned to see where it places this year. Um, But Ohio Pork Pie, uh, like you were saying about openers and closers, this is a closer. This closes out the album. Uh, It's incredible. You know, I think a lot of people kind of saw a headline or took this album concept as a meme, you know, maybe dismissed it as such. I think Ska Dream is legitimately a great album, and I hope people kind of check it out. I mean, you can, you know, memeability is part of the fun for sure, but there's genuinely great musicianship happening here. Uh, Ohio Pork Pie is a fantastic example of why. It's a six-minute song, pretty epic by Ska standards, uh, full of life, color, energy, um, love the guitars, you know I love brass, love the glockenspiel on this song so much fun i just picture like hearing it at a festival and me losing my mind i absolutely have to see jeff rosenstock at a concert sometime um i love how the song switches up over those six minutes though that that's kind of what separates it from a lot of the other songs on this album Uh, it goes from kind of your standard ska to like this vocal breakdown portion where jeff rosenstock is just getting you know really personal and uh kind of vocally aggressive and you know kind of cathartic uh then it goes to this ska big blowout instrumental section and then down to like this harmonized chill moment that kind of leans further into maybe the reggae aspects of ska music and then the last minute or so is like this drone outro to close out the album there's oddly a lot going on here um yeah the moment at 90 seconds or so in where the loud brass comes in in unison with the glockenspiel is one of the most life-affirming moments i've heard in music this year it's maybe like my favorite 10 second stretch of music i've heard in a while but the whole song is fantastic shout out to jeff rosenstock ohio pork pie my pork pie hat is in the mail. my airwalks are on their way yes. I got the I got the uh the checkerboard suspenders. you know I've taken up smoking. I've not really taken up smoking um <laughs> Ohio pork pie is my song of the year. I don't know what to say I, I this is where I'm at. I have to be honest with you guys. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is this is amazing. It's it's something
0: I couldn't believe. This, it uh,
1: this like um, I mean I I'm, I'm not sure how deep this will go in in the years, but I'm hoping that it'll just continue. But this uh, love <laughs> for ska this year has been something I totally didn't see it's, coming It's at incredible,
0: all. and you know, and to be honest, it's not like I'm going out listening to a ton of ska. It's really just like I've been a fan of Jeff Rosenstock for a while now, and right. this is this isn't even this is what he used to do before he got famous and then now that he's famous he's kind of going back to ska again god that's awesome and uh you know when fantano put out his list of albums of the year he had jeff rosenstock uh ska dream at number 10 and all the replies were like dude that's so based and i'm like wait till they see my fucking list like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah no kidding so uh, yeah so i mean god what a what a great song unironically and ironically
1: my number one song of the year i love i love that too yeah like that it. yeah because it definitely has this tongue-in-cheek quality yeah, to it this
0: album came out on 420 which was a yeah. tuesday you know what i mean it wasn't even like he yeah. went out of his way to he, make this he happen he totally
1: knows what he's doing with this exactly
0: yeah i mean i mean ohio pork pie the original song on the on no
1: dream is ohio
0: turnpike and <laughs>
1: i think that that aspect of the album is is my favorite part of it like, there's terrible just names for the <laughs> for the track terrible puns
0: like just awful the, it, it, nothing will top scram being called still scram but with with a K instead of the c and then the ska are capitalized that's just as great as it gets
1: <laughs> oh god God, uh, Jeff Rosenstock what a guy what a guy what a guy that's Um, so awesome (laughs) I can't believe it oh god (laughs) we're about to lose all credibility but here we are no no. we're gonna get the real fans in (laughs) there you go that's right yeah that's right based fans alright well my pick is like (laughs) sorry I don't know how you follow that (laughs) it's hard because like that is such a based pick (laughs) (laughs) It's something It's fantastic Mine is like so predictable for me Oh, okay, I mean (laughs) we'll see I feel like a fool But no, this is an amazing, (laughs) amazing, amazing song Um, But it's Deaf Heaven
0: Oh, nice
1: Yeah, which is pretty predictable I guess In some ways for for me Uh, But actually, no, I'll take that back It's a bit based Because this album has been very divisive amongst uh deaf Heaven fans and uh black metal fans in general.
0: For sure. I and I wow. would not have guessed I mean I we're both fans of Deaf Heaven. I would not have guessed they were your number one song of the year. So that's that's pretty
1: great. Yeah. Uh this song is amazing. It's great massive colour.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, have you've heard this song? Then I'm I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, a few times. It's been a while since I've revisited that record, but I, I do remember liking uh, like that one and, and a few others in particular.
1: Yeah, this is uh, definitely the standout track. I think it was the first single that they released too. Um, and there's a few other tracks, honestly, that I considered for uh, this list too. That are amazing tracks, uh, but this one stood out among uh, stood out among the pack. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this album. I understand why it's divisive amongst fans, but I gotta say, it, it's amazing to me. I, I, I think I gave it a nine on our uh, on one of our podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. and I still one hundred percent stand by that. And I think that the that Death Heaven has just totally broken into what they've always been meant to be doing. Um, which is this shoegazy post rock indie rock style with black metal, like little 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 seasonings, little black metal seasonings mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. in there. Um, I think that's amazing. I totally get why, like if if you know, you're a purist black metal fan, you really want to just see Def Evan doing their black gaze sound again like yeah sure that that's fine but like this evolution to me is pretty much exactly what i think always needed to happen for Mm. for these guys and it feels like a breath of fresh air um and this song is is just it's just fantastic the the instrumentation on it is like some of the most dynamic that I've heard all year long. It's uh, the the post rock elements to it are just really fun and satisfying and just beautiful. Um, and it breaks into the, the chorus is just like fantastic, very anthemic, especially yeah, very anthemic especially for you know given what this band is. Um, and then like the the outro section of it is got like i said these black metal seasonings to it it's probably Mm -hmm. like the worst way to say it for black metal fans but whatever who cares
0: yeah no it makes sense because their previous stuff was like kind of closer to black metal with shoegaze seasonings but they've kind of they've kind of switched that they're on the other side of the spectrum a little bit on this one exactly
1: yeah that's totally the right way to say it yeah you can see little hints of black metal in here um yeah, and 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 that happens at the end of the, at the end of this track uh, with this really dynamic instrumental breakdown. Uh, that's just like it. One of the most, like you said, on your track is that it has one of the most life affirming, mm-hmm. uh, cathartic moments. That's that's for me on this track. That's outro is one of the most life affirming, cathartic moments that I've heard all year long. Um, and I think the choice of Saving these black metal elements and saving these screams and and breakdowns and stuff uh, for moments like that, this tension and release kind of thing, was amazing. I think that it's like how why have people not been doing more of this in the past? Um, and I think that I think that Deaf Heaven is just. They're awesome. They they seem to somehow break new ground all the time in a very simple way. Mm. Where I'm, I always am like, no, surely they're not the only group doing this. But then I look around and I'm like, yeah, there's not that many people doing it like this, or or at least to this quality. Um, so they're they're awesome. Uh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous track. Uh, love it and the the lyricism too i i really like on this track too it's just all about like insomnia and there's a lot of lyrics about just anxiety about becoming uh just becoming the person that you want to be and like Mm. all these existential thoughts of looking up to other people for uh, a path forward but then not wanting to do the exact same thing as them and all this confusing uh stuff it, that that I think just resonates really w- well with me, and uh, yeah, it all it all gets tied up really, really nicely in this uh, perfectly named great mass of color, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's uh, just a just fantastic. Death Heaven nailed it once again.
0: Yeah, that's I love that pick, and I love it because you know I I mentioned Fantano loving Jeff Rosenstock this year. That's more love than I've seen for deaf Heaven on year end lists this year. And well, uh and that's kind of a shame.
1: Bentano hated this album. That's the other
0: thing. Yeah, this was yeah. a devi- like you said it's a divisive record. And um you know, I I was just reading this article that my you know, my friend and coworker Tom sent me uh mm-hmm. about it was about liturgy specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in like 2011 uh, you know, they were doing their brand of metal, and it, it got into this classic kind of metal gatekeepy sort of. Is yeah. it real metal? And Death Heaven was in that same group. Yeah. That's like, well, they can't really be, you know. So they were, and, and at one time viewed by metal fans as kind of this, like, oh, well, they're not really metal because they're appealing to hipsters or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I think. Even though this album has been divisive, I think we've kind of seen a greater acceptance of Deaf Heaven and who they are and how they've kind of really owned this particular, their particular brand of black metal and shoegaze. And it kind of made me think this morning, like, man, Deaf Heaven is kind of weirdly iconic in that way. And uh, I never yeah. really thought of them as that, but uh, they're they're a fantastic band. And obviously, you know that you're, you're a huge fan of uh, their records um so yeah great pick love it
1: yeah that's a that's a great way to 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 say that though yeah they're obviously not the most popular band uh out there or even on this list or anything but they're yeah they're they're definitely i would say iconic and i think will be influential for other metal or shoegaze or whatever type of bands that want to borrow these kind of aesthetics
0: absolutely like if there's a band doing anything similar you're like oh that they sound like deaf heaven you know Mm -hmm. that that's kind of they're a a reference point uh for a a lot of music coming out so uh yeah i mean 2021 the year of deaf heaven and jeff rosenstock def rosenstock if you will yeah (laughs) this Um,
1: song uh, on the jeff rosenstock is great massive color (laughs) it's just great massive ska
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it would be yeah uh i can't even think of a uh, god those out those song titles man literally leave it in the sun was changed to leave it in the ska which makes no sense a song called bnb is now ska like what are we doing here Now Nike's being changed to Airwalks. I'm like that's pretty good. Uh, that's great. but most yeah. of the most of these are pretty strained. And uh, I have a, not only is a Ska song my number 1, but a song called Ohio Pork Pie is my uh, number 1 <laughs> song of the year. Um but that's that's Jeff Rosenstock. And uh got a great list, Patrick. Uh a fantastic we will be, list. And no repeats. Uh, no repeats. We did it. No, no repeats. now unfortunately we're not going to have a 30 song playlist at least because of JPEG because <laughs> of haz- hazard duty pay is not on Spotify. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so our streak of never having a 30 song playlist for this is still intact. Don't you worry. Yeah. But, uh, but no repeats. Um, thank you for joining me, Patrick. Once again, guys, if you check us out on Twitter at will Brost, at Patrick Anderson, you can find a playlist of these songs. You can also find our album of the year series uh i mean i just revealed my number five to you today you know we're getting i don't know if you've checked it out yet you just woke up right but uh
1: (laughs) i know it's i know it's there
0: you know it's there you know it's there uh but uh yeah we're getting to the end of the year so uh you know yeah check that out um thanks for joining thanks for listening audience and uh we'll see you in 2022 goodbye